decent sound. Yeah, that should be good. Okie dokie. What crystals are you wearing? I'm wearing a blue laser gate and amethyst for some creative juices. You no, know I actually, um, I went through my car today. Because um, Lyra was like going through my glove box because I have so much shit in there. Yeah. And I found all these crystals that I want to fucking figure out what they are. So I'm yeah. going to need your help later on to help me figure out. Yeah, I've got a crystal Bible. Like, it's, uh, I got it from the op shop and I literally manifested getting those crystal books from the op shop. It was so weird. Like, I was like, I'm going to find so many crystal books, books yeah. at this op shop when I go on this day. And there was literally two like on the top shelf on display. I was like, which I'm That's manifesting so that cool. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really helpful. It's got like so many different types of crystals. So. Fucking hell. Yeah, um, I might actually take you up on that because totally. I've only got, I'm only wearing my black onyx yeah. crystal right now, yeah. which I've had for a while. But yeah. I will get more or I might wrap up one of these <laughs> and make it like into a, you know, yeah. a little necklace or charm or something like that. Yeah. But, Love that. Hello. Hey guys. Welcome. Welcome. Sorry, just catching up on fucking crystals, crystals and shit. Yeah. And fucking tarot cards. <laughs> Oh, you ordered a new tarot card as well? Yeah, yeah. I ordered my first ever deck. It's just a standard, like, rider and weight deck, I think it's called. So it's, like, a really simple one to learn from. Mm. Um, I got this – I got that from, I think, Tarot Tarotzar. It's this, like, online store that sells, like, tarot and oracle cards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's in the way. So I'm really excited. I've been really – like, I don't know, tarot is just something that's interesting to me. It's kind of like, mm. I've been drawn to it. And I'm like, hey, no, I think now's the time to like learn. Yeah. And I got this tarot book from my dad that he was getting rid of as well, like a few weeks ago. So I was like, okay, like maybe like the stars are aligning. The so fucking, the imagery in that book as well was so yeah. good. So it's good. really helpful. Yeah. So yeah, I'm keen for that for sure. For sure. Hmm. I got the, um, the right away to good starting deck is mm. what I've heard. I've got the Thoth, Toth. Oh god. It's like it's called um it's T H O T H. Nice. Um she got like two we got a while ago. Hey, when we were in that, if it was on know? that camping trip, that was two years ago. Fucking hell. Yeah. Time goes quick, bitch. Another time, <laughs> yeah, oh shit, sorry. Mm. What else have you been up to? What else have you been doing? Uh, well we watched the craft the other day, didn't we? Mm. That was fucking sick. Original. That was so nineties. I <sighs> love that. I love that. Me, I've watched the I watched the first one. Oh not the first one. The legend or what is it called? The legacy, I think. Legacy. Yeah, legacy. Yeah. I watched Legacy before I watched the original and I totally regret it. Because mm. they set up the second movie or they have like um what's it called? Droppings in like a... Like references. References, yeah. thank you, dear yeah. God, my brain today. <laughs> That references, yeah, to the original. It's so yeah. fucking good. The vibes, the vibes, man. Oh my god. See, now I'm actually keen to watch the second one because mm. like, I like the first one. So if like the second one has similar vibes, but like with a modern take, I feel like that could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, They're both really good. I was surprised how spooky it got though. Like, I mean, I wasn't when I watched the trailer. I was like, this looks spooky, but at the beginning, it was like really quite light. And it was like, oh, let's go, like let's go to the woods and like do a little witchy thing and yeah. la, la 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 la. And then it was like some bitches hair falling out and yeah. like. It was fucked. It, it got really creepy, but I loved it. It was it was a really cool movie. I loved it. It tackled a lot of uh, issues that I was not expecting it to tackle, like yeah. even racism as yeah. well. Like they dropped the N word in there, and yeah. it was oh my gosh, yeah. I was not expecting that. I was yeah. not expecting that. Well, that was cool, especially for like a nineties movie as well to like explore that. I mean, obviously, I didn't do it in depth, but like to make reference to that, I think that was pretty mm. cool. Like for a sure. movie to do, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, what else? You've been doing Uber Eats, hey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sound exhausted. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, started, I've started doing a little bit of Ubi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting because 
you go from someone that's always been like ordering it, being on the other side, like watching them, like where are they going? Why are they taking so long? And you've been so bad when ties down. Like you're like, it eats for like breakfast. Like let's get Maccas for breakfast, dinner. Like yeah, so Nando's for dinner, Maccas for breakfast, Hungry Jacks for lunch. Like living your best life, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. And now I'm that bitch that's driving it around yeah. and fucking. No, it, it's been really cool though. You signed up as well this week yeah right? yeah they're just waiting to approve my abn i think but yeah, yeah i definitely came to get started because it's like i don't know it's just like a good extra thing to do for a bit of extra cash a bit of pocket money exactly and you can do it in your own time as well mm-hmm. and i've got a car so it's like why the fuck not yeah and lira's been signing up as well so the whole house is soon yeah. gonna be yeah it's soon gonna be fucking one <laughs> with Uber Eats. Eats. <laughs> literally yeah. oh a top tip that i've heard as well about uber eats we have a friend um, that's super just into money and budgeting and whatever. Um, he used to work at Coles with us as well, Vlad. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the best time to do Uber Eats is when they have the opportunities. So, like, when they do the promotions, when you do, like, five trips and you get, like, $5 and, like, 10 trips, you get, like, $20. Like, those are the times. So, if you guys are doing Uber Eats, apparently, the best time to do it is when they have the opportunities, when they have the fucking promotions mm-hmm. so you can earn extra coins in yeah. that pocket. So. I say, even now, I think if you sign up now, you get, like... It's like seven hundred dollars if you do thirty trips. Something maybe not seven hundred. It's, it's a, a few hundred. Than it's seven hundred. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. when you do. A, I think maybe the, if that's you, when you do like a hundred trips in a month or something. But mm. I think the sign up now it's it's a few hundred you get just for signing up and then doing thirty deliveries, which is like so worth it. Like, it's literally just money they're giving you. Yeah, just for doing just yeah. for doing a few trips. Yeah, yeah. You just do a few a day. Like, <laughs> yeah. You get fucking, that's so good. It seems to be really popular now, though, like, because I was even talking to my boss about it. She's like, oh, yeah, I've got a friend who's doing it, so she's making bank from it. So I was like, <sighs> shit, get on it. Like, my so gosh. easy. <laughs> One thing that stresses me out, though, is having to do your own tax. Yeah. yeah like, put away your own money. Like, <laughs> worry about that at tax time, which is like now. So. Yeah, <laughs> legit, legit. Waiting for statements to come back to the, oh, fucking tax, man. I was thinking about getting an accountant, actually, just so they can teach me how to, like, mm. actually do my tax properly. Because yeah. I've done my tax myself since I've needed to do my tax, since I've become an adult. But I feel like I don't claim on everything I can. Like, I just kind of do all the pre-filled stuff. But, like, if there's money I can claim, I want to claim it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things you can claim on that a lot of people don't know about, that yeah. I don't know about. Yeah. So maybe I'll get an accountant soon. <laughs> Especially because I was up in Kononara at the start yeah. of the year. That you get, like, a regional allowance or something. So they give you extra money oh, for... Damn. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, believe it or not, we're not actually talking about accounting this episode. No, what, <laughs> no are we sponsored by Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. um, I think what we wanted to do to start out this episode is just talk about what's been happening in the world because mm-hmm. there's a very big thing that's happened and that's been, I think, at the forefront of a lot of people's minds um, and that is the overturning of Roe versus Wade in America, which is shocking and horrifying in a lot of ways and, um, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Honestly. Um, I, yeah, I'm baffled. Yeah, honestly, me too. I think we all were. Um, but yeah, I went to a protest yesterday in Perth City, which is where we live. Um, there's Sorry. been protests all across Australia and all across the world, really, to show our solidarity for our sisters in the US. Yeah. It's so... <clears throat> I just can't believe that it's happened. Like, it happened in America. Mm-hmm. I think it happens in some, like, developing countries. Or, or, like, it's it's yeah. been in developing countries, but now... Western society's like, oh shit. Like, we're like, wait, that can be us now too. Like, it's quite, um, yeah, I think we were ignoring it before, but now it's mm-hmm. definitely something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, reproductive issues have been an issue for a long time in developing countries. I was researching, apparently, 
it's mostly illegal and banned in third world countries, which is crazy. I didn't even know that at all. Mm-hmm. I think now that this thing is happening in a Western affluent country, it's quite shocking. And of course it is, but I also think it's important that we realize it's shocking anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter what country you're in, where you are in the globe, like reproductive issues are important no matter where you go. And having those issues restricted is horrifying at any country, you know? For the people that mm. don't know, because mm-hmm. I have been avoiding the news like the plague. Yeah. So for the people and the listeners that don't know what's going on, and myself included, could you like, what's actually been happening? Like, what's the rundown? Yeah, totally, totally. And like, also, I don't blame you for avoiding the news. Like, the news can be so <laughs> mentally taxing. It is. And it's a fine line between educating yourself and knowing what's going on, but also protecting your mental health because it can be so like full on to process everything that's happening. It's just, it can be quite depressing to be right. Yeah. Ever since COVID as well, it's been like the news is just a negative source of shit and lies. And like, you can't really trust what you read anymore. So it's very easy to just be like, not today, not tomorrow. Let's just not. I know. Yeah. But it is important to try and keep some form of education and understand what's happening, you know. But basically what's happened is Roe versus Wade is what happened in, I think, 1973. And it was essentially that a woman should not be persecuted for seeking an abortion and she should be able to access safe legal abortions. And that should be her human right. Um, So that came into effect, yeah, in 1973. And essentially what has happened and what the outrage is over now is that that has actually been overturned in the Supreme Court, meaning that many states in the US will have already banned abortion or will ban abortion very shortly. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of states actually put in these things called trigger bans. So they kind of were looking at uh, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned, we will immediately ban it. So they had these trigger bans in place. So it was actually immediately banned in a lot of states as soon as the ruling came out um, and a lot of other states are actually in the process of doing that. So, yeah, I was reading that it's going to affect about 58% of women of reproductive age in the US, Ugh. which is crazy. That is the majority. 58. 58%. So the majority of women are going to be affected by this are not going to be able to access a safe legal abortion in their state, which is terrifying. And But, like, if someone really was in a situation where they got rapes for example does that can they still get an abortion no no which is i think the most shocking thing that it even in even in some third world countries where they have very strict rules some of them do have exceptions for rape and incest so i think it's so shocking that this is actually one of the strictest abortion bans in the world because it does not make any exceptions for rape or incest or even um even abortions in the case where the woman woman's life is at risk. So, for example, like an ectopic pregnancy, which doctors have agreed is an inviolable pregnancy and needs to be terminated, is now something that a woman can't get. So it's it's just insane that this this basic medical procedure, even in these extreme cases, is not even acceptable, which you would think at the very, very least they would accept those. Of course, like, it should be accepted across the board. But you think at the very least they would make these exceptions. Mm. But they're not. So now, you know, if a 10 or 11-year-old girl is raped and she becomes pregnant, <sighs> she she has to have that baby. She has to be forced into birth. And it's just, it's it's so shocking. And, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's terrible. And it's why so much outcry and so much outrage has been, been happening 
uh, in Australia as well. There's been protests happening all across the country. Like mm. I said, I went to one yesterday, which was amazing. That was a really, really good protest. Um, we started at Forest Chase and we marched through the city and we marched on the street as well. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the march as yeah. well outside because I was working. So I yeah. couldn't go. Yeah, Miles works in the city and he yeah, he said he saw some of the march, which is cool. Yeah. And yeah, the police were actually quite helpful as well. Like they blocked off roads and they we had like a police car in front of us leading us as well. So we were safe as well, which is really good. How did that feel being part of being part of that? Because I've never been to like a protest before. Mm. And it's definitely on my to-do list, but I haven't been just yet. Yeah. Was it like yeah, what was it like? Like, you guys, yeah. what did you do? You just went in there, like, at 8 o'clock or, like, what What happened? Yeah, no, it was very empowering. And it was my first protest as well. Mm. So I was, like, not too sure what to expect oh either. But, yeah, no, we started off in Forest Chase and we just grouped there and there were some guest speakers, um, which was cool, for about an hour. And then we essentially started the march. We marched around the city and we said chants. So there were some people with, like, megaphones who, like, kind of started the chant. Mm. So one of them was, like, my body. They said my body and then we said my choice. And, yeah, there was a few others. But, yeah, it was just – it was really amazing to see all these people come together, men and women, like, all genders. Mm. Like, there was a lot of men there, which I was actually quite surprised. I thought it would be majority women. But it was honestly pretty equal. There was a lot of men there, which was awesome. And, yeah, we marched and we set these chants and we got a lot of attention. Like, there was a lot of people on the street in the city filming and obviously, like, it's, it's a very – there's sort of all these people with signs. Like, yeah, marching. blocking off the roads exactly. as well. <laughs> exactly. Like, it causes, like, a disruption. But, you know, that's kind of the point is to have that confrontation and cause that disruption so people can be like, look, this is serious. Mm. But, yeah, a lot of people seem to – in Australia, like, I think a lot of Australians are like, well, what's the relevance here, you know? Like, it's happening in the US as US politics. And I understand it can be confusing. It's like, well, our abortion laws are still protected, of course. But I think what what we're trying to do is show our solidarity for the people in the US and Mm. women affected there and show that we don't agree with this and that this is wrong and kind of put pressure on the US government as well and put pressure on the president to do something and protect abortion at a federal level. And I think it's also about addressing how our own abortion laws can improve because believe it or not, I didn't realize this until I was just doing research about this, but WA is the only state in Australia that has not yet decriminalized abortion. Wait, wait what? So in WA it is uh, an abortion is legal and accessible, but it is still under the criminal code. So it's actually not fully decriminalised. So it's actually quite difficult to get an abortion in WA. I mean, maybe not difficult is the right word. Like, it is accessible. But, for example, there's only one clinic in the entirety of Perth (laughs) that you can get an abortion at. Far out. Okay. Which is insane. Like, I was talking to someone from work. She's from the UK. And she Mm. was saying that they have a clinic in literally every single suburb. And it's like they do abortions and sexual health stuff and contraception stuff. And I was like, I could never. I could never imagine that. There's the one clinic, it's not decriminalised, and you need to, I think you need at least two doctors to sign off on an abortion up to 22 weeks. I think after 22 weeks you need to go in front of a panel of six doctors. A panel of six. six That's like doctors. a whole team. Like. Yeah, literally, just to make a fucking choice over your body. Like, it's so weird. Um, But luckily, like, it is still fairly accessible. And yeah. It's fairly straightforward to get it but it is quite expensive as well it's a few hundred dollars from my research is that like because i've heard contraception as well like there's um oh gosh i don't know um, too much about this part of things but i heard that there's a procedure that you can do i think it's like a not a vasectomy is it a vasectomy? Is it like female sterilization yeah female sterilization yeah and it's yeah. like 
so overly expensive. Yeah. Like $5,000 or something? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, literally. I was, again, talking to someone from work and she was saying that, yeah, to, I think to get a hysterectomy, like a hysterectomy, is, yeah, like five and a half grand. And also, like, no doctors will do it. Like, it's a very, very difficult procedure to get. Not, not the procedure itself. I don't actually know about the procedure itself, but in terms of getting a doctor to actually approve that procedure because – you know, you know, oh, you might change your mind. Like, you might want to have kids one day. You mm. know, like many people know and many women know when they don't want to have kids and they don't want to ever have kids. And they don't want to have to be in the position to get an abortion, you know. I feel like it's quite a, a big decision, like not one that you would make lightly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's you know, you think they would realise, okay, if we have better contraception options, if we have better accessibility to contraception, then abortions will lower inevitably because there'll be less unwanted pregnancies mm. but no you know no they don't just say that. no just yeah. flat out no fucking you know <laughs> literally that that's that is truly shocking because especially as a gay male like i i don't know too much about abortions or like mm. female health and like what women have to do in this society to just fucking do basic healthcare shit or just mm. you know just do basic things like yeah, it's awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think like it's honestly like it's 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 a great thing that it's not something you have to worry about because it is a bit of a burden. Kind of mm. contraception, a lot of contraception lays on women, and you know, for me personally, I've never had an abortion, but I know it might be a service that I need to access someday. And the thought that I might not have that service to access is is terrifying, and that's something that I need to think about. You know, every time I have sex, really, like every time I have sex, there's a possibility of getting pregnant. And that's something that the woman has to worry about. Weighs in the back of your mind. Because then you're the one that has to carry that child in your womb. Exactly. Raise that child, feed that child, even if you're not in a position and you know you're not in a position to be able to do that. Exactly. And that's just something the man doesn't think about. I think that's why it was so good to see so many men at the protest yesterday showing support for the women in their lives and obviously trying to learn more about it and trying to educate themselves and be like, oh, shit, like, I actually don't realise the severity of, you know, this burden that, you know, a lot of women carry. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like, fuck, I had no idea that it was that bad. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew that it was fucking awful, but 58%? 58% of women in the US will now be affected by it. By this basic, necessary, and often life-changing procedure. And it's, yeah, it's devastating. No, it, it's terrifying, though, because mm. if it happens in the US, it's going to happen in Australia eventually. Like, mm. I mean, if it can easily happen over there in a yeah. country that is so similar to Australia, who's <clears throat> to say that mm. it can't happen here? That's what people are worried about. You know, we are lucky that our abortion laws are protected on a federal level. So mm. something like what has happened in the US couldn't exactly happen over here. But of course, what we've seen is that just because something is in law, that's not to say that it can't be reversed. So of course, yeah, it does. It does have cause for concern in Australia. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. What I'm going to do as well is uh, in the show notes, I'm going to link a few ways you can help and link some articles that um, talk about how you can help in Australia. So mm-hmm. of course, attending protests is one of them, donating money if you can, and having conversations with the people around you and sharing on social media. Wow. So yeah, I think having hope here is the key thing. We've won our rights before and we will win them again and we won't stop fighting. So yeah, I think it's um it's amazing to see people come together and the power behind people and I absolutely have so much hope. You can feel it as well. In that protest, mm-hmm. I was I was standing at um we just finished, we just closed the doors. And we're like, oh, wow, like, there's a lot of people outside. 
and you can feel the energy and you can feel like the pain and the passion in the air mm. for what's happening to to the people in, in America. And yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel for all the women over there right now. And I hope that hopefully this doesn't stay for much longer. And yeah, there's another protest that we can go to. Yeah. In Australia, in Perth, yeah. Now. Yeah. The next one in Perth is, uh, Friday, the next Friday, which I don't know the date of it, oh but it's, God, it's, Sunday. it's the next Friday uh, yeah. that is going to happen. Uh, it's in the same place, Forest Chase, and it's at 6pm. So yeah, I'm planning on going to that. That'll be interesting at night. I don't know if that'll kind of change the way they do things, but it also get a new kind of, I guess, a new demographic of people who get to go and who also get to witness the protest. So. Yeah. So fr- Friday the 8th of July. Then. 8th of July, yeah, that sounds July. about right. Yeah, so that's next one in Perth, but they're happening all across Australia and also I think all across Europe as well and different countries. So, yeah, definitely have a Google and see what's in your city. Yeah, It's sure. amazing that everyone's speaking out. Like, yeah. that's just, that's, gives me hope. Gives yeah. us, give me hope. Give me hope in the world, man. Absolutely. Because right so now, yeah. it's a bit chaotic. And all we have is hope, you know, like, that's that's what brings us together as a humanity, I think, is hope. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. Oh, but, um, yeah, actually, that's not actually the main topic of what we're going to talk about. We just want to kind of touch on it because it is such a big thing happening. It kind of felt wrong to not address it and not bring awareness to it. Because it is happening and it is very Absolutely. real. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we thought it would be kind of a good, kind of going on from that, it would be good to talk about a kind of feminist issue, um, and that is body hair. Body hair. Body hair. <laughs> body hair. Um, this is a topic that we, when we were planning our podcast, we were like, oh, that'd be a cool thing to talk about because we have such different and unique insights into it. And yeah, I'm like the naive male that just doesn't know. <laughs> but also, like, you have your own experience with body hair and gender roles, and I do as well. And, yeah, I think it would be a cool topic to talk about. Yeah, what do you think, Miles? Oh, gosh. I – the only – hmm, I think that the first thought that I had of body hair when I was kid, when I was a kid growing up, I guess, was that men had hair, women didn't have hair. Mm. And that's just how it is. Like, that's like – that was my image growing up, and I never realised how kind of – fucked up that is mm-hmm. because hair is like a natural part of the human body and everyone grows hair so why the fuck is it just for women that women have to shave their underarms and shave their legs and also why the fuck can't i shave my legs sometimes if i want to yeah which is what i did last year i was like you know what fuck this shit man <laughs> i saw like all these people like body positive you know i'm on instagram and on like snapchat and you know everywhere talking about you know why the why the fuck do i need to shave my underarms why do i need to shave my legs you know like it's it's liberating not to so i'm finna do it like i'm a fucking Mm -hmm. adult and this is my shit and i'm gonna strut it Mm -hmm. and i was like okay okay but like i always felt like in high school shaving your legs was like oh unless you're doing sports it's like it's kind of weird like Mm -hmm. why are you shaving your legs like you know, everyone has already these preconceived notions of, oh, you must be gay or like, mm. oh, you must be this or that or something must be wrong. Or, I, I, the point is, <laughs> there was like, it was just uncalled, uncalled for? What's the word? It was not normal, you mean? Or? It was not normalized. Yeah. So yeah. I shaved my legs the other fucking year and I've been doing it recently as well mm. on and off. And it is so fucking like cool. It's so liberating. But I only think that because... I had never had that pressure to have to shave my legs. Mm. So I'm very conscious of like, mm. yeah, I, just, I feel for women because yeah. women have to shave their legs. And if you haven't shaved your legs before, you should do it once just to see how fucking annoying it is. Because mm. there is so many times where you'll be shaving your legs and you miss like a certain part of your <laughs> leg and you go outside and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. 
Men, go go shave your legs tonight and yeah, Try it. tell us. And it's it, fucked. And honestly, you will see the fucking pain we go through. <laughs> and how long have women been shaving their legs for? Like Gillette or something? Yeah, like the founders of fucking prejudice. Like yeah, so I was kind of looking a little bit into the history because from what I've gathered, like it wasn't something that we always did, and mm. it wasn't always a societal norm like it is today. So basically, from what I gathered, in the early 1900s, women's fashion covered most of the legs and the arms, and it was mostly just the neck and the face that was exposed. Fashion. Fashion, Fashion. yeah. (laughs) So, like, you didn't really see the underarms and the leg hair, so it wasn't really necessary to shave, but it was just, like, the, the, like, upper lip hair and, like, I think forehead hair I was reading. I was like, okay, okay, that's something. Yeah, and I guess maybe, like, chin hair. That was kind of targeted in women. So it did seem like there was still a bit of prejudice towards women and body hair. However, it was mostly, shaving was mostly seen as a masculine thing at that time. Masculine? Yeah. I guess it was associated with, like, shaving your face and, you know. Uh, All the brothers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So shaving was actually seen as a mostly masculine thing, which is quite surprising, I thought. Um, And then in the 20s, the 1920s, I think, changes in fashion kind of led to an increase in shaving. So... The sleeveless dress was quite common. Your underarms would be exposed. And also, like, knee-high and thigh-high dresses and skirts were Uh coming into trend. So, obviously, your legs were exposed. And I think it seems like a lot of razor companies kind of took advantage of that. So, there was this one ad, and it's basically, like, this this picture of a woman, and she's got a sleeveless dress on, and she's got her arm exposed, and it's, like, clean-shaven. And I shit you not, the fucking caption was... (laughs) And I quote, the fastidious woman today must have immaculate underarms if she is to be unembarrassed. Oh, shit. Like, they were... Must be immaculate beach. They were fucking brutal back then. They just fucking said it. Like, it was like, what the fuck? Can Um, you imagine a campaign like that today? Like, bro, let me cancel like that. Exactly. what do you mean? Exactly. Oh, my God. Even, like, this isn't completely right, but even, like, some of the cigarette ads they had back in the day, I don't know if you've seen any of them, Mm -hmm. but they were, like, so bad and so overtly sexual as well really yeah for cigarette ads like yeah it was often used as a phallic symbol um <sighs> yeah but yeah it was so weird shit i should do more history because <laughs> i do not know a lot of this shit it's crazy i'll literally show you some of the cigarette ads because i looked at some of them for uni and <laughs> they're just so <laughs> fucked i'm like but people actually had to deal with this shit like that's fucked man i remember like the early stages of the mcdonald's ads were pretty savage as well like they were pretty mm-hmm. like um yeah Pretty bad. Yeah, honestly. So it wasn't actually until like the 50s, 60s where it became normal to shave. Um, I think by the 60s, something like 98% of women removed some part of their body hair, mm. which went from like a lot less in the 1900s. Like it was only kind of facial hair and a lot of women didn't worry about stuff because it wasn't seen. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see if the advertisements kind of influenced that body hair removal or if... There was already some kind of prejudice there, but because it wasn't seen, it wasn't so much of an expectation and then yeah. fashion changed. However, I do feel like a lot of a lot of these beauty standards and a lot of this expectation for women to shape did kind of come from like colonization and the kind of European white Western ah. influences on beauty. Yeah. Uh, often, yeah, white is, you know, seen as beautiful and hairless. Bitch, I want yeah. to touch on that as well because I've been looking up some stuff. Yeah, on like black hair and yes. history with like European and like the transatlantic slave trade and all yeah. that shit. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! Yeah. Um, We'd love I, to hear it. Yeah. Well, I've always been a bit sensitive, like as a person. Like whenever I'm looking at stuff, like Twelve Years a Slave, we we're talking yeah. about it earlier. I really wanted to watch it, but it's a lot of emotional energy, and sometimes it can be quite overwhelming. Mm. But I was looking into black hair in particular because I, I was interested, especially with body hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of in that same sort of <laughs> scope of things and expression, all that sort of stuff. Um, but back in the day, the braids and the intricate hairstyles that we used to use in our culture, which would signify so many different things, like it would signify your marital status, your age, your religion, your wealth, your rank in society, all this shit. Even like they used to braid hair to send messages to like their gods, the deities and shit. Wow. Right. And I'm not sure. Have you ever had your hair braided before? No, I can't say it that. is fucked. There is so much time and effort. Like some of these brothers and sisters back then would take days or even wow. like you know, hours to days just to do a hairstyle for you know a ceremony or yeah. for a special occasion or anything like that like i remember the time that i did my hair and it was like <laughs> eight hours i fucking spent in that chair oh my god i remember that like oh, my, my neck man if anyone's out there and you got your hair braided you know what i'm talking about but yeah hair is like a, it's a source of power especially in you know african afro-caribbean black people it's it was seen as like a source of personal and spiritual power and connecting yourself with the divine. But then that all changed that went after the transatlantic slave trade. Mm. So 12 million people got fucking upped and outed, wow. sold us into the slave trade, uh, men, women, children. And the first thing they did was shave their hair off. Like that was, that was the first thing. And you can imagine how dehumanizing that would be for someone where that was part of, that was their culture. That was their spirit. That was their being like, yeah. you just fucking shave it off. Yeah. Like, was it did they shave their hair off to kind of strip that culture away or was it for another purpose do you know i think i i need to look into it a bit more as well but my understanding is yes to like strip them away from that culture but also because they're not going to be able to maintain their hair and having ratty and you know tangled matted hair Mm. was not as desirable to sell off you know to these white slave traders and all that so yeah. when they did grow their hair out as well, like, because they shaved it off, but now they're working in their plantations, you know, so now it's starting to grow back again. Yeah. They covered it up with wraps and shit because they didn't have all the products. They didn't have the herbal oils and the treatments and the combs. Like, mm. we're so lucky to have today right now. Like, yeah. they didn't have that. They, You know the sheeping, um, sheep brushes that they use? Yeah. I think it's called, oh, what is it called? A, um, a sheep fleece carding tool. Okay. Brothers and sisters use that as a oh, comb. Really? Oh, gosh, that's terrible. It's fucked. Legit, mm-hmm. bacon grease was used as oil and mm-hmm. butter to keep their hair, like, somewhat healthy. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, being taken away from your culture, mm-hmm. having your hair shaven off, mm-hmm. so fucking stripping you of that spiritual divine connection. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even, like, they have, don't have the access to the same things because they're in a whole new land. And, like, mm-hmm. that's fucking traumatizing, man. Yeah, Like, it is. holy yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying as well with, like, the European standards. So good hair was seen to be, like, straight, you know, mm-hmm. and um, not curly and kinky and, you know, anyone with black hair and black skin, mm. nah, like, you yeah. were seen as lower. And if you had straighter hair, you were put mm-hmm. in more desirable positions. Mm-hmm. And lighter skin as well. Yeah, and lighter skin. Mm-hmm. And fuck me, the shit that they used to do to try and straighten their hair, like hot butter knives and chemicals to oh, fucking... God try and straighten the hair and it ended up fucking damaging their hair and their yeah. hair and shit like just to be accepted you know just to be accepted just to try and get into that you know 
desirable position where yeah. they're not out on the plantations, but maybe they're inside the house, yeah. you know, and that you can still see the reverberations of that in today's culture. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of, um, and there's nothing wrong as well with black women having like, you know, straight hair or deciding to put on wigs It's mm. each to their own. But I think some people still don't quite realize the effect that this, the, the, the slave trade and then doing that to us, what it had to our perception what mm-hmm. this European beauty standard has done to the perception of black people. Yeah. So if you flash back to like more recent times, 1960s, 1970s, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, my fucking black power movement. Yes. Um, man, that, that was, I would have loved to fucking be a part of those. Like mm-hmm. it's awful, like what happened, mm-hmm. but you would feel so powerful. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine like standing up for what is right and standing up for your brothers and your sisters. Like, yeah. The energy behind that would be fucking incredible. But the main reason why I come back to that is because of the fur. So I've been going out my fur (laughs) recently. (laughs) Um, And in the 60s, 70s, that shit was seen as like a statement, like power, pride, resistance. And it was a way that the black community was like, fuck you. Like, we're going to embrace our natural natural textures now, reclaim our roots. I'm like, this is us. We don't have to appeal to the beauty standards. Yes. And we've come a long way. Mm. We have, like, we, we, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, schools and workplaces now today are still enforcing these prejudice policies. I'm not sure if you heard of Chastity Jones before. No, because I have. Basically, she was offered this position in, like, um, as, like, a customer service representative mm. for this management business. And the only reason why that they said no, they're like, oh, yeah, you got the job. Like, you're totally, you can get it, but... Mm. You're going to have to cut off your locks, bitch. Like, yeah. that's fucked. So it she is. took him to court in 2013. Oh, that's good. And she lost. Like, you can still see the reverberations today. There's still policies and still shit like that today where if your hair is not like as the social norm wants it to be, the European beauty standard, yeah. kind of like, you know, shaving under your arms, you have to fucking, yeah. everyone has that expectation. Yeah. But like, black people are still being fucking... What's the word? Brought down by this. Yeah, persecuted. Persecuted yeah. and fucking prejudiced against. Yeah. It's just, it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's painful. But yeah, there, there's still so many laws and shit like the abortion law and like mm. these policies and procedures that are still in place against black people. We still have so much to go, like so much Absolutely. further to go. Absolutely. And I think it's good to like examine how far we've come because we have come so mm-hmm. far and it is so much more accepted whether it be black hairstyles or, you know, women not shaving parts of their body. But, of course, there is still a long way to go and there's still a lot of stigma attached to these things. I think that's the key. There's still a lot of people that look at these things as bad or dirty and, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it just shows that, yeah, there's absolutely still a lot of, a lot more fight to do. I've had locks before, man. You can mm-hmm. keep that shit clean. Like, absolutely. it's not as dirty as people think it is it's just like mm-hmm. a, a lack of understanding yeah and just i guess people have been taught that you know all oh, those hairstyles are not acceptable mm. and you know like you said the desire hairstyle is long and straight you know if you're a woman or like short and straight if you're a guy and it's like you know it's just hair like yeah. we have different hair and that's fine and you know we should all be respected for our choices and what we want to do with our hair mm. especially with black hair because it is so meaningful and has so much more there's so much power culture and meaning behind it you know yeah fucking i i've been looking into like my heritage and stuff like that but there's so much that i can't find because of the slave trader because a lot of our culture was taken away and you know whites 
clean, basically. And we're just, we're just slaves. And like, that's how society's always, not always seen us, but that's how we were seen. Yeah. And, you know, and when you think of like black history, you think, oh yeah, there were slaves, mm. but there's more than that. And I'm, I'm excited to look into that and find out more about it. And maybe I'll mm. share it here. Um, once I do find out some more, mm. but yeah, a lot of power in hair, a lot of power yeah. in hair. So speaking of black hair, um, I was just telling Miles about this series. Um, I think it's called Self Made, Self Made on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it's based on a true story, based on the person Madam C J Walker. I think her name was, and I think she was basically this woman who created a lot of the first black beauty products for your hair because there wasn't really anything on the market for black hair. And she, I think she was the first female millionaire, black or white, Damn. which is amazing. But yeah, I watched that series a, a few, probably a year, year or two ago. And yeah, that was a really cool series. So that could be definitely a good resource as well. Yeah. I, I love that actor as well. Yeah, she's she's awesome. my favorite. She was in um, Mama, that house, the the scary film. Yeah. I think it's like, Hey Mama or something. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. She's but. been in quite a few and like the help and hidden figures, like mm. quite a few like black focused films, which is awesome. Yeah. And it, it's funny as well that. Like, yeah, self-made was all about the black hair products and such. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up here in Australia, mm. I remember distinctly looking in the aisles and I was like, man, like, there's no one really here with my kind of hairstyle. No, no one here with my hair texture. Like, I was trying to find products that were all in America, like these eco-styler gels and yeah. stuff. And it's so much harder to find. Like, you can't find wow. it as much in Coles and in Woolies. Like, mm. you know, you can find for normal straight hair. Yeah. Um, so that that was interesting as well. Growing up, do you still like, struggle to find oh, black yeah. hair products today? I mean, yeah. it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I I do get like the oils now, like the argan oil, which is like oh, god tier. If you guys haven't <laughs> tried the argan oil, I'm telling you that shit's bomb. <laughs> um, but yeah, now now there's a couple more products, but still nowhere near. Mm. You know, the whole aisle basically is just yeah. for Caucasian straights and European hair. Yeah, like, you don't. You might find one product that's for like mm. curly, kinky hair, mm. but it's not like. Yeah, it's nowhere near what it should be. Yeah. But yeah. Might not, maybe it's not the demand for it. Maybe there's just not enough people needing it. But mm. still, it's like, yeah. fuck me. <laughs> I'd say like other cultures as well have, you know, that type of hair that could be useful mm. for that those kind of products. So, yeah. <sighs> oh, well, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, getting absolutely. There. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. No, that was really interesting. I definitely learned a lot from that. Thank you, Miles. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, I'll put in a link as well in the description um yeah i'll put in a few links about some of the resources i was looking at Mm. very interesting to brush up on if you haven't done it before because there's there's a lot there there's a lot there a lot of pain but a lot of growth and good stuff yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i guess like i i guess i'd like to talk about maybe my my journey with my body hair yeah (laughs) i've just been like fucking yammering sorry no 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 that was awesome and i'm so so glad you shared that uh but i feel yeah like i've got i've had a bit of a journey with my body hair yeah like the last few years i guess um yeah basically so i started removing my body hair when i was like quite young i was probably like 12 13 i just started with my upper lip hair because i was quite insecure about it and I told my mom and she was like, oh, you know, I can help you. Like, we got some tweezers and wax and stuff. And my mom never, like, she never kind of pushed me to do anything. She was just there. She was like, oh, you know, if you want to do this, then I'll help you do that, you know, mm-hmm. which I was always grateful that she helped me do those things. So, yeah, I just started with, you know, my upper lip um, when I was really like year six. And then year seven, I have this distinct memory. I was at um youth group. Oh. <laughs> I went to a Christian school, so I was at the youth group at my school. 
And we were playing this game. Like, I think it was with a ball, like a like a, one of those. What do you call it? Like an inflatable ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't remember what the game was. But basically, like I had my arms in the air, and I was just wearing like a singlet top. And I'd never shaved my armpits before because I was fucking thirteen. <laughs> like yeah. I only just really started growing body hair. And this boy who was in my class, he like saw. He obviously looked at my armpits and he was like, "Oh my god, ew! You don't shave your armpits?" Like you know, he literally just <laughs> me. I was like. Oh, like, no, like, I never really thought about it. And, like, I'm telling you, I had the tiniest little fucking tufts of hair, like, being fucking 13. Like, mm. it was it was nothing crazy. Um, I don't hold, I don't, also, I don't hold any, like, anger towards him. Like, I know that's just what he was taught and what he was like. Oh, the social norm. Exactly. Like, he's just like, oh, that's not normal to have hair into your arm. And we're all fucking 13, you know. <laughs> but literally, from that moment, I felt so much shame and felt so embarrassed about my body hair. And that is when I started shaving. Like, I literally went home and oh, I shit. shaved my armpits. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, it's something I need to do. And it's embarrassing and it's not acceptable. So, yeah, I started shaving my armpits and my legs, I guess, at the same time. And, yeah, I, I did that throughout high school. Like, I would shave every couple of days my legs, which is insane to think about now. It's a lot of effort. Bitch. Holy <laughs> I like and like obviously I respect everyone's choices. Like if you're a woman and you want to keep your hair, you want to remove it, like that's totally up to you. But I do definitely like I look at women who do and I'm like, holy shit, I know how much work and effort that takes. Mm-hmm. Like go you, like honestly. And yeah, so I shaved throughout high school. When I was about like 17, I feel like I started to remove my hair less I guess like I would kind of let my legs get hairy in winter and stuff and I would shave less maybe like once every few days once a week instead of once every couple of days was this still in high school yeah so I was still in high school but I was mostly very much still removing my body hair and always always shave my armpits like would never go out with hairy armpits ever heaven forbid yeah honestly (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah I left high school and I probably started questioning like, what, why I was removing my body hair when I was maybe, like, 20. Mm. When I moved out of home, I feel like. Um, I definitely, moving out of home was actually, I learned a lot about myself. I'm sure you can agree. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think it was just good to have an environment, you know, away from our parents and away from our families. And we could, yeah, really figure out who we are without trying to be a certain way and fit their you yeah, know, expectations. Yeah. Establish totally. that new identity. Yeah, yeah, and learn about ourselves. So, yeah, from there I... Stop shaving my legs as much. I did still shave, but I probably shave maybe like once a, once every couple of weeks, every two few weeks, and I let them get hairy, and I was I didn't really care. I was pretty comfortable with that. And then one day, I also decided to stop shaving my armpits as well, or like try out try growing them out. Actually, I didn't like stop totally. I like was like, oh, I'll just see what it's like. I'll grow it out mm-hmm. just for the fun. Of, like, why the fuck not? So I grew them out and that was really cool. And then I think I shaved and then I, cause I shaved and, and then I just, I remember, I remember shaving them and like looking at them and I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like, cause I've become so used to having the hair under there and yeah, I shaved and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And I think I grew them out again. And I think ever since then, like I haven't shaved my armpits. I think it's actually been over a year I've worked out Whoa. that I haven't shaved my armpits. I've shaved my legs since then. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't shaved my armpits in every year, which is, yeah, that's a bit of a milestone for me. I think that's, it was crazy to think about. I've just become so used to it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome though. Yeah. And I think why I kind of went on this journey, it wasn't necessarily to try and make a statement or anything, which is if you 
do do it to make a statement, then that's fucking awesome because I do feel like it is a statement in and of itself, even if you don't intend it to be. Mm. I kind of, I was just like, why do I do this? You know, like, why am I doing this because I enjoy it and I like being clean shaven and I enjoy the process of it? And it wasn't. I actually fucking hated shaving. Like, I hated that. Oh, my God. I was bad at it. Like, I always, always cut my legs. The I'd always creams have creams and the fucking different. There's so many different types of razor blades as oh. well that you can get. Like, two, three, four. And, like, everyone's like, it. use three, use two, use four. Like, literally. Literally. Ugh. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much choice in what you can do. And, yeah, I was like, I just fucking hated shaving. Like, it was something that brought me no joy. It took so long. I would just be sitting in the shower. It took me, like, half an hour to do my legs. And I was like, I don't even – it doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't even – I'm not doing this for myself. I don't necessarily like being clean shaven. And I was like, well, why am I doing it? And I was like, oh, it's – you're doing it for other people. But not just people, like, you actually care about around you. Just for random people on the street who might – you know, not accept your body. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why am I doing something to my body that I don't want to do to suffice people that I don't know to appease strangers that I don't care about, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it doesn't make any sense, you Mm -hmm. know, to fit this fucking societal norm when people don't really give a fuck. Like, and that's, like, literally a motto I live by. I'm like, people do not care what you're doing more than they care about what they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not to say that like, people don't care about you, but I more mean like when you're you know, insecure about something like your body hair, people might give you a glance and then move on because they are worried about their own insecurities and they're worried about what's going on in their heads and their bodies mm-hmm. to give you more than a fucking second glance. Mm-hmm. And like, that gives me so much confidence going through just like with anything. I'm like, if I'm like, oh, should I wear this outfit or like, oh, what? And I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, no one cares what you're doing. No like, one gives a shit. All just, right, just chill. Just <laughs> do what you fucking want. Like, people don't care. No one's going to come up to you and be like, oh my God, like, why? Why haven't you showed your outfits? And literally, I've never had anybody anybody come up to me and be like, oh, your armpits are hairy. Or like, why don't you shave? Mm. Never. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wear single tops all the time. Like, I don't, you know, I let it show and it's fine. But I feel like it's something that grows in your head. And I know it went in my head when I first stopped here. I was like, oh, what if people, what if people say things? What if people like, look at me? And I've definitely noticed like second glances that like, people definitely double take sometimes. Yeah. But like, that's it. Like, no one's ever said anything. No one, you know really gives a fuck and if they do give a fuck then i don't give a fuck (laughs) you know yeah because yeah you don't need to appease fucking everyone else's standards like that fucking 13 year old boy bless him (laughs) (laughs) fucking living in everyone's like yeah in your perception still that's exactly but it was it was definitely um scary to do that and i definitely felt very uncomfortable at first like you know going out in a singlet top with my armpit i was like oh like i was yeah it made me anxious and uncomfortable at first um, but yeah, I think to grow confidence in things, sometimes you do need to step out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and it's not going to feel, you're not going to feel super confident straight away, yeah. which is like, that was a really important lesson I learned. I was like, oh, I'm not going to feel instantly confident and amazing. Like, I'm going to feel uncomfortable at first, but the more I do it and the more I realize, oh, nothing bad happens and no one gives a fuck, mm. <laughs> then the more confidence I get. And yeah, now I'm at a point where I don't really, I honestly, if I'm honest, I do still think about it sometimes, which just shows how like ingrained this is in my brain but when you say think about it do you mean like think about like oh like is this like something i should be doing like that sort of thing or yeah like- or like i'm i guess i'm conscious like if i wear a single top like oh okay like my armpit hair is showing but mm. i definitely care a lot less now like i'm i'm aware of it but i'm not like i don't really care like, mm. i don't care what you know people think or whatever 
but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> taken me time to get to this place. And I remember I used to be really, you know, stressed and uncomfortable at first and made me very nervous to go out. But now, yeah, I definitely don't care as much. Like even going to the beach in a bikini, like with my hairy body, like mm. I feel pretty confident and I feel attractive and you know, that's yeah. That's really awesome. We were talking about this before as well. Like the whole idea, the whole notion of shaving, it's kind of, a bit weird because when you think uh, yeah. about it, like gaining hair, getting body hair is like a sign of, you know, you've finally reached adulthood. Like it's yeah. something to be celebrated, you know, but then you're told as a kid, like, oh, you've got hair. That's cute. Now fucking shave it yeah. off. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, it's fucked. And like, if you're hairless and shit, isn't that kind of just like similar to like what a child is? Yeah, like it's kind of like a bit like... It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a controversial idea, but there is a some people say that the female beauty standard, which is clean shaven, is rooted in pedophilia because mm. the only time as a woman and as a boy, I guess as well as a man, when you don't have body hair is when you are a child. And body hair is actually a marker of going through puberty and becoming a woman. Yeah. It's, and a man as well, because, you know, the same thing happens. You get pubic hair when you go through that process, whether you're a man or a woman. And yeah, it's, it's, it does baffle me that that is the beauty standard that we expect our women to be clean shaven, even though body hair is just a marker of femininity mm. and not a marker of femininity, a marker of womanhood and growing up and being an adult. Like it's just fucking insane to me that it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really creepy when you think about it. I know I'm not like saying that you're a pedophile or whatever, if you like clean shaven women, like I'm not saying that at all, but I just think it's important to examine how the beauty standard is problematic yeah. because it is super problematic. It's a very problematic and kind of trying to undo that learning that's been so ingrained in us that, oh, you know, if you're a woman, you have to be clean shaven. If you're a maid, you have to be hairy and bulky, but yeah. not too hairy. Like you have a hairy chest. That's not good, but like hairy legs. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I remember going to the gym as well. Like I just shaved my legs and I was so self conscious mm. i was like everyone's gonna be fucking looking at my legs <laughs> like i go to the you know swole up and like people are fucking looking at me like i reckon they're yeah. gonna think i'm a fucking weirdo or something <laughs> like you know what i mean like just negative self-talk just for the sake of it because society norms are telling yeah. me like you know i i shouldn't it's just different for me to be shaving mm. my legs so yeah it was so empowering though like i think i actually might shave my legs tonight like i'm <laughs> like fuck it yeah, like, you know go against the fucking norms like yeah. there's no reason why I should be ashamed to to want to shave my legs every now and then or, you know, exactly. or to let them fucking grow out. And that should be exactly the same for girls too, for females too. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's your hair, it's your choice. And it's also there for a reason. Mm. And, like, you know, your armpit hair is there to stop friction between your underarms. Ooh. And your leg hair is there to keep you warm. Like, it's <laughs> it's there for a reason. Yeah. Like, of course, if you want to remove it, remove it. But, like, it's, it's growing there for a reason. And it's not unhygienic. I get the worst it's, BO. Yeah. When I shave my armpits... It went away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, like, just having like, a little bit there, I noticed, is, like, a happy medium for me. Like, I'll, yeah. like, trim it a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Totally. And that's what works for you. Yeah. And, like, and with me, like, I didn't really notice a difference in my body or having hair or not. You know? It's just different for everyone. Mm. Um, but, yeah. No, it's, it's so unique and personal and individual. Like, you have to mm-hmm. really find your own balance and you shouldn't be pressured into joining, you know, the herds of what society thinks is right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So yeah, I think we just wanted to kind of end off the episode by talking about what the climate of things 
is now, which I think we've already touched on a little bit, but I think it's always good to lead with something hopeful because things have come a long way. And like, for me, I've noticed like, I do see like other women with hairy armpits and stuff. And when I do like, I'm like, oh my God, yes, bitch, like me too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's so empowering. I think also, you know, as a woman going out with this, you know, with body hair and defying the norms, what, whatever it be, I mean, not necessarily just applicable to hair, like defying norms, whether it be gender norms or whatever, like it's, it's, it's powerful and people see that and it makes, it challenges their mm. preconceived notions of what it means to be, you know, a man or a woman and what it means to have body hair. And yeah, I think that's, it is making a statement, whether you intend to or not, like it is making a statement. I think that's powerful. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there is a lot of power behind it. And I've seen a few people as well with body hair. And I think at first as well, because I was kind of like that 13 year old boy, I guess that, you know, yeah. like I just, I didn't know any better when I was growing up. Yeah, so totally. yeah, I, I remember um when, like, when you stopped shaving your body, your body hair as well, I was like, oh, she's not shaved her armpits. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's nothing to be like, that's fine. Like yeah. I had to like sort of tell myself like, wait a second, like, yeah this is like actually fucking awesome like because mm. like my preconceived notions mm. beforehand i was like oh it's different but like mm. okay yeah but yeah like it's fucking mm. it's really cool yeah. and yeah i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> <laughs> well even like myself especially when i first started doing it i would i had to literally try to train my brain to be like no my armpit hair is not gross because at mm. first i was like oh my god this is ugly something i was like wait no wait a minute like, I didn't think that. Like, well, I did, but, like, that thought didn't come from me. That came from the fucking shit I've been taught. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even to this day, and I've not shaved for a long time now, even to this day, I do sometimes have that thought. I'm like, oh, that's ugly. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. I'm going to, like, stomp it out and be like, yeah. no. Like, no, it's fucking not. It's fine. It's beautiful. It's part of your body. You I think know? you should give yourself props for that as well, because I can only imagine what being a woman in today's climate of society yeah. as well would be like. Yeah. and. Yeah, fucking all power to you, sister. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it's amazing to see, you know, women reclaiming their body hair. But like, no, like, I'm not going to fucking just meet the fucking male gaze, Mm -hmm. the fucking societal norm, like, because I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And black brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. Fucking embrace your natural calls if that's what you want to do, man. Like, I always had my hair cut short as a kid, like legit, like buzz cut, really tiny, short afros. And mm. that was it because I was too scared to venture out and do anything more bold or dangerous because mm. there wasn't the products for it. There wasn't, you know, no one else in my school was black. Like I didn't really, mm. until like at the couple, like the later years, like yeah. I was one of the only people that were like Afro-Caribbean, African, et cetera. Like, yeah, just fucking take pride in your body because mm. at the end of the day, we're all human and we're all built different and we don't have to appeal to fucking all these different things that are placed on us upon society. I think exactly. we're like the age of the Aquarius right now, aren't we? Like we're the new That's age. <laughs> well, this age, <laughs> there's something about it. I think it's, I think yeah. we're in the age of Aquarius, Okay. Um, which is all about like growth and change mm. and new beginnings, like yeah. changing the social norms essentially. And we can see that. I feel like there's so much. Mm-hmm. Like, we have really progressed a lot. And this generation especially are really challenging the norms and challenging what it means to be a man or a woman or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Challenging what it means to be queer, to be black. And I think that's I think that's amazing, you know. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking good episode. Woo! I feel like that, yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was great. I think we had some really good chats. Yeah. But I hope you guys enjoyed 
that episode. Um, of course, you can drop us an email, milesanariapodcast at gmail.com. Mm. Should we mention our social medias? Maybe? Yeah. 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 You can follow me at Aria Shemwell. Um, just look at the show notes. <laughs> just, just look yeah. at the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> My Instagram is so old. I need to start using it more. Um, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, I was going to say. We it's... don't really have very, like friendly usernames to say out loud, no, do we? I mean no. my surname's just I mean it's just my name, but it's it's a bitch of a name. It's not spelled how it sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone misspells your last name yeah, as well. <laughs> that's just how it is. But yeah, you can like we can probably send us DM on Instagram as well. I'll make a mm-hmm. habit of checking my Instagram notifications. I think I've got them actually turned off because it was just like Instagram was just fucking harassing me mm-hmm. every fucking day. Mm-hmm. But I will check every couple of days so you can send us a DM there or email us. Yeah, if there's anything you want us to look at as well, any links that you have yeah. or anything that we missed out on, like yeah. Or like even share your experiences with body hair. We'd love to hear it because I know everyone's journey with body hair is so unique. Mm. Um yeah, no. No, that'd be good. Mm. Cool. It's time for me to do some Uber Eats now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe some fucking lunch. Maybe we do Uber Eats or something. Maybe oh you can pick God. it up for me. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it for you. I'll sit outside of Mac's. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, guys. This was yeah. really fun. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, this is a great well. episode. Yeah. 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 Until the next time we see you, stay safe, look after yourself, and drink water. Yes, drink fucking water. Jesus Leroy. Christ. Leroy, stay hydrated. Oh, my God. My fucking boyfriend. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Much love to you all. all right, bye. And have a wonderful week. You Catch got you this. next time. All right. Bye. Bye.